and welcome to the 2017 Wolfie Awards. Oh, I am so excited to be here, but let me explain to all the listeners out there what the Wolfies are. They're the very first Wolfing Around end of season awards and mate what about the turnout we've got here there's fans everywhere the she-wolves are here there's celebrities here who have you seen so far i saw drake and Nicki minaj they gave a quick wave drake was wearing his toronto wolfpack hat with so he pride. should be Down forget here, the raptors i uh, just saw gary boosie in the corner doing some drugs is he still alive? oh he's barely hanging in it's an absolutely fantastic atmosphere down here the lights the the cameras the, no, the action. John Torrey obviously loved the last game so much that he came down to. He stuck around for the awards tonight as well. And how about that suit that he's wearing, that gold suit? Yeah, I mean, it's ballsy, but uh, good on you, Tozza. You've re- and what about your suit, mate? You've come thank here you, thank in you. the all-white suit today. Yes, I what's, did. What's that about? Uh, inspired by Pitbull himself, I've decided <laughs> to come down and bring that flavour this evening. But you, you haven't shaved your head, though, like uh, some of the boys did on uh, Ooh, Mad Monday. Hey, you keep it to yourself there. You know their secrets. <laughs> but we won't talk about Mad Monday you tonight. You look great. And those shoes, I love that you've got the rugby boots. They're, they're still dancing shoes, aren't well, they? Well, there's no cleats on them. I spoke to Liam K before the awards tonight. He is up for a couple and he lent me his pink boots to go with this lovely black tuxedo and mate, I'm glad it looks good because I feel... You know, like I'm on at Lamport Stadium right now in these lovely pink boots. Now, here we are jostled between the rest of the media outlets out there. Oh, there's Blake Wallace. Oh, there's Blake. Oh, Blake. Blake. Good to see her. Yeah, the boys. Gives us the old, uh, yeah, the boys, the old (laughs) Ridgey Ditch. Good to see him. Oh, there's Johnny Fowler as well. Johnny P, the scoundrel. Oh, the boys. Looking good. Looking good. It's, uh, oh my God, what an atmosphere down here it is right now. Absolutely electric. The Oscars has nothing on this. Well, you know, the League One Awards have got nothing on this, mate. But we should congratulate Craig Hall and the Wolfpack for winning Player of the Year and Team of the Year for League One. But this is the awards that everyone is here for. They want to know who's up for a Wolfie tonight. And the ultimate award tonight, the Gold Wolfie. Oh, the Gold Wolfie. It's going to be the big one. Oh, my goodness. It's Sting. It's Sting. <laughs> Hi, Sting. How do you love the Wolfpack? <laughs> but, oh, my goodness. It's absolutely chaos down here in downtown Toronto for the Wolfies. Mate, we have to get up to the stage. I think the awards are starting I can soon. see him now. I can see Phil. Phil, the, uh, the, Phil usher, the usher. One did, of the ushers from the that was down at Lamport Stadium all day. He's waving us in. Did a great job at the Den this year. And good to see him at the uh, venue tonight, ushering everyone He's into their seats. And doesn't he look good? Doesn't he Mate, look absolutely Phil fantastic. always looks the part. And, you know, it couldn't the, the Wolfpack season couldn't have happened without people like Phil yep. making oh. sure everyone's in the same place in the right place and that people like you aren't taking more than two drinks into the stands. That's right. And look, he's doing what he's done all year and he's helping a lady up with her stroller because babies are allowed at this award. Everyone's allowed to come in. You know what? We are getting, we're getting the call in. Up to the stage. We're going to have to jostle past it. Let's go, buddy. There's Ryan Seacrest. He has no idea what he's doing he's not hosting tonight. No. He didn't make the the cut, but we have got to get to the stage to present the first award of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, as you find your seats here in this beautiful sausage sizzle auditorium. Yes, we've gone back to the original name, but it was one that you couldn't. The name lives on through this beautiful venue, and everyone here is looking so wonderful, but we've got to give shout-outs to a few people. We definitely do, as the Hemel Stags find their seats up the back there. That's right, boys. Up the back. Yep, that's correct. Uh, look, we'd like to give a great shout-out. Look, shout-outs straight away to Tech Savvy, who's kept us online all season. Done a fantastic job. You can see Jeremy down there in the front There's row. There's Jeremy hey, giving Jeremy. us a wave. Great to see you. And uh, Sarah from Ace Hill Beer. A round of applause. She has done such a great job providing lovely us tonight, with the it? liquid courage to get job. Looking absolutely fantastic there. So thank you both to our sponsors. We also want to give another shout-out. A little shout-out to Dundas Video. Want to give a shout-out to... 
that beautiful bar that's looked after us and provided us with some equipment this year. Well, Chris and Myla are actually working the bar here tonight. So oh, there they are. Really, they've supported us to the end. But L, I think it's time for our first award. It is of time. the evening. That is it. Lead us in for our first one this season. This one, it's an off the off the ball type award, isn't it? Well, early days, people brought us the Wolfpack when we're watching on TV in the pub, and this award is to recognise those people. It is the Golden Microphone Award for the best commentator or the most memorable presenter of the Wolfpack this year. And just let me run you through the six nominees. Nominee number one, Dave Woods from the UK. Did a great job all season calling games in the UK, calling games here, Dave Woods. Nominee number two, Brian Noble, storied rugby league coach. You must have enjoyed Brian Noble's call this year. I loved a lot of his calls this season. He really does have that silver tongue. And Aaron Murphy, Murph, the Canadian, mate, remember that game that he wore the, the sunglasses and his suit looking like he was straight out of an Armani commercial? If he didn't inspire us, nobody did. <laughs> and what about that first time that you heard Mick Gledhill's voice from Bradford? What about the passion when he was talking through that game against the London Broncos? How memorable was that for you? Chills down the spine <laughs> like I'd spent the night in the North Pacific. <laughs> and then... When the games came back here, who was going to call it? We wanted to know. But Nigel Reid from the CBC stepped up. A bit of English heritage, but didn't he do a good job? I really enjoyed his, his camaraderie with Brian Noble all season. So he is another one of our nominees. And finally, L, Blake Wallace got injured, but didn't let you know that get him down. During the moon boot phase. Jumped in the commentary box. And mate, I have never heard so many you knows during a call before, but God, he did a good job. <laughs> We have, uh, we have the, uh, for the first award of the Wolfies, Hell. I don't think this one could get any tighter. Hell, who is the winner of the Golden Microphone Award? Let me open the uh, envelope here. Oh, oh. It's Brian Noble. Congratulations, Brian. Look, Brian's won a lot in his time, but congratulations, Brian. You've won Challenge Cups. You've won Super League titles. You've coached Great Britain. But now you are the winner of the Golden Microphone, the Wolfie Award. And you know why Brian won the award? For sayings. So many brilliant sayings. Not just analysis of rugby league during the year. You know, it's not blood, it's engine oil. It's <laughs> hubble bubble, toil and trouble atmosphere. Fooey, fooey, fumble, fumble. Really enjoyed his sayings all through the year. Also gave a great interview on Wolfing Around. Early days with none other than yours truly. L Divine. So <laughs> well, Brian Noble. Well, well deserved indeed. Amongst a team of absolute legends there in the first year of the Wolf Pack have shown there's a personality behind, you know, about this game. There's a life that and, they bring to it. And also could have been Even in, when you're beating a team 80 to nothing. <laughs> L, I want to get straight into our second award for the evening. This is a big one. The best fan group for the Toronto Wolfpack. Now, these are groups of people that might not even known each other last year this time. But they really added to the game day experience. And this is people who are there from game one at the Den to the last game. And they brought an iconic flavour. Collective fans there to stand for our Wolfpack. Let's have a look at the nominees. The first nominee is the Wolf Supporters Group. Section 35. Section 35. Didn't they own it all season? Well, they brought a very unique atmosphere. They brought the flares. They brought the drums. And they really created that noise. They were silenced, but not for long. They really created their own unique, I guess, soccer football-style atmosphere all season. Our second nominee, the Wolfettes. The Wolfettes. Sinead and her girls have come down there in their beautifully crafted wolf 
ears. A lot of sewing went into a those ears. A lot of didn't work they? went into these. And I believe your daughter was even inducted into the Wolfats at one point. And sometimes the Wolfats would have been just Sinead, just, you know, and maybe her friends. Maybe Nicole. Well. Nicole was there. So there were some guys in the Wolfats at some point as well. But it's great to see that group really move up. And just, just make quite an impact there. Very hard to miss at the game. Our third nominee, a controversial one. It is. It's the King Street Hounds. The King Street Hounds. Very mysterious, the King Street Hounds. Came onto the whole scene with a lot of fanfare. Um, you know, were very present, but then disappeared Halfway for a while. Halfway through the season, we got a press release saying, look, need to just step back for a moment. Where did they go? Came through again at the end there. But they came back and they came back with a plum and they were there for the final games of the season. Now, one of the first groups we'd ever come across... They didn't have a name at the time. It was just five dudes in onesies. It's the Wolf Pack Pack. Oh, the Wolf Pack Pack. Haven't they been getting some media coverage? And the guys in the Wolf onesies. You, if you've seen a Toronto Wolf Pack photo in the paper, you've seen these guys. And you know you've made it when people start copying you because I saw at the last game at least 10 other people in Wolf onesies as well. So kudos. Imi- imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> I and our final nominee, L, is uh, some fans who had a bit of a UK focus but were there for every game. That's right. It's Robin Kaz. Robin Kaz with their Canadian flag with Toronto written on it. They were there. You always saw them on the camera, whether it was Workington, whether it was Keithley, whether it was Drab English weather, which it usually was. It usually was, that's for sure. But they were there. I think formally they said they were uh, fans of um, Southford, but they took on the Wolfpack. They showed the Canadian flag. I'm sure they're delighted. And so, L. There's our nominees. Who is the winner of the best fan group for the Toronto Wolfpack? I'm actually going to open this for you. Scotty, you read it for me. I know you're excited about this one. And the winner is the Wolfpack Pack. Oh, the Wolfpack Pack. Wolfpack 2-Pack comes through. The Wolfpack Pack. Still not sure about that game. (laughs) But the boys were there. They had that position behind the goalposts at the northern end every game. They had their beers. What about the number of selfies they took all season long? What about the undeniable amount of money they pumped into this team? Every time I saw one of those boys, I had a beer in the hand. <laughs> what about the amount of sweat they lost during the season? Some of these 30-degree days I in their wolf onesies. I but remember when they had to cut off the pants there just a little bit to let a little bit of air into that uncirculated wolf costume. <laughs> but the boys did a great job, and some of them came quite a long way. I think we had some folks come over from Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, Five-hour drive to make it. For the game. Well, you know, Henry, the head of the Wolfpack Pack, is actually dying to get on this podcast. So, uh, Wow. Well, Henry, <laughs> you're now an award winner. You're now an official. 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 <laughs> you're not Richard Whiting. <laughs> you're an official Wolfie winner. But congratulations, we'll boys. We'll have you on soon. So well done to the Wolfpack Pack. Well, thank you for the latecomers making their way down the aisles. Is that snow? Is that Informer? It is. What? It is Darren O'Brien. He's from Toronto, oh, isn't yes, he? Yes, it is. The man that sung Informer, he's here. Big in Japan, apparently. Big shout out. Love your work. Great to see everyone in. Samuel Stags, you guys are all right? Yep. York City Knights. Ooh, not looking too happy. Oh, that, that, all right. That, that a tough loss yeah, on the weekend. That was mate. a tough one. Their Mad Monday's just kicking off. <laughs> That's it. Well, you couldn't pick a better place to be than the Wolfies right now. And I would like to bring us to our third award for the evening. What is and it, Al? What's it called? This is called the GDX. The GDX, the Game Day Experience MVP, because there were so many unique things that made up the Wolfpack games this year. And it was that the experience at the Den was so cool. It was so unique for a number of reasons. I think we said early on that if you live downtown, this was your patio. This was your dock party. Yes. This was what you did on a Saturday afternoon. And it was for us, that's for sure. 
We don't own cottages, so yes, it was. Let's run through the nominees for the GDX Award, the best part of the game day experience. Nominee number one. The She-Wolves. Oh, the She-Wolves. Amazing dancers. Who's your favourite She-Wolf, Phil? Oh, they're all my favourite. I would never pick a favourite from the She-Wolves. But didn't they do a great job all season? Led I mean, by Mariah. Amberly in the background, taking care of everything over the top. The girls did a fantastic job there. Look, I've seen rugby league cheerleaders over the years or dance packed. These girls were so far above anything we've seen before, brought the energy. And if you're in the Western Standage game, you're lucky enough to sit behind them and, you know, see them do their thing. And you know what? They always invited the younger girls and the boys and everyone out there to come and join them and learn a few dance moves. And that goes down very well. Now, our second nominee for the GDX, Scotty. Is the beer garden. Well, the beer garden. You don't get much more unique than the beer garden because that was the thing at Wolfpack Games that really brought people together. When's the last time you saw a beer garden? A proper beer garden. Probably when I was in bloody Germany, mate. Damn right. In Munich. That's right. Drinking Steins. Steining it up. But no, the beer garden. So many things. Everything that happened with the Wolfpack was central to the beer garden, whether you were meeting the players, meeting the fans, meeting the families. The She-Wolves were there. Everyone was there. Your daughter was there at some point. That's right. The beer garden. She wasn't drinking. Well, not yet. But she was making people who were drinking. But if she's your daughter, she'll be drinking soon. (laughs) Nominee number three, a very cool part of the halftime entertainment, which is a big part of rugby league, and we didn't know what they were going to do, the hot dog gun. We actually had the privilege of going on field with the hot dog gun. Was it the second well, game? Well, I did. They stopped you at the uh, <laughs> stopped you at the sideline. But oh, what a great day it was to run out there with them shooting the hot dogs into the crowd. And it was very, very popular with the fans. I mean, who would have thought catching you know a hot dog wrapped in aluminium foil or aluminium foil, whatever they call it, <laughs> would be so popular? But what an and I think it started with the Brampton Beast hockey team that was Shabazz and Evan were telling us about. But it's super popular. By the end of the season, they had ketchup and mayo and and it you know running with them as well. It leads to our next nominee, the man that provided the soundtrack for the season and the soundtrack for the hot dog gun, DJ Janaid. He was an absolute selling point for the game day experience. Oh, he was down huge. There. I mean, how many times did you have a little boogie to uh, DJ Janaid after a game? He did a absolutely fantastic job down there. Not just soundtracking the end of the game celebrations, but all during the game, keeping it up, finding his groove. And getting people excited. A very worthy nominee, Ellen. Our final nominee for the GDX. Standing right next to him. Who? Rob the PA guy. Oh, Rob the PA guy. Brought in after the first game, you know. The, I'm not sure did the PA first game, but clearly Rob came in second game. And didn't he do well? Where have you been to a rugby league game where the PA guy explains the rules to you as well? Such an important part of the game, particularly with new fans. People didn't quite know what was happening. Rob was there to let you know, to keep you involved in the game, let you know why things were getting stopped, why players were down. It was just great. And those wolf howls he just had on his little NPC or whatever, that he just like hit and just... Oh, it wasn't that beautiful. But so our nominees, the She-Wolves, the Beer Garden, the Hot Dog Gun, DJ Janaid, Rob on the PA. Who is our winner, L of the GDX Award, the Game Day Experience MVP for the Den? Oh, this envelope's got extra sticky stuff on it. Oh. All very worthy nominees. But the winner has to be... The Beer Garden. Oh, the Beer Garden. <laughs> The actually, that's the only... It's not actually a person. It's not a person. It's going to be very hard to award this prize. But the beer garden, the number one selling point that I had in the streets to the man that didn't know anything about the Wolfpack. And we should give a shout-out to Joe Santos and all the team. Joe, Joe even sung the anthems at one game, executing the beer garden, because let's face it, Al, hate to bring out my catchphrase, but that was the unique, most unique thing about the Wolfpack game day experience. You could go... 
taste, you know, craft. Sorry, which one's your catchphrase there? Let's face it, mate. Let's oh. face it. <laughs> but I mean, you, you can't go to a TFC game and you know drink in the drink Ontario craft brews in the beer gun. You get some Budweiser. You can't do it at the Blue Jays. Now Jays. you say there's no one to give this prize to, but there actually is. It goes to Joe. Joe Santos. It goes to Janae. Not for his anthem singing. It goes to all of the beer vendors down there, the food vendors, and everyone who worked so hard to make that place the most exciting place on a Saturday afternoon. The best patio in Toronto. So congratulations to the beer garden. Many, many winners there. I feel like everyone's a winner in this in this category. The beer garden, let's see it again next year. Everyone's a winner, baby. (laughs) That's the truth. Elle, I believe you have some breaking news. We do here. Here at the Wolfies, this is an exclusive. We've just found out that the Worthingtons just had a baby. Oh, congratulations to Greg and his partner. Was it a boy or a girl? It was a little baby boy, according to reports from the world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, usually those are pretty reliable, but I wonder what they're going to call him. Maybe they've got a few names. I'm looking here online and, uh, uh, you know, the the Wolfpack is asking out there, what what, what is the unnamed baby? And number three is coming in as Just Greg Jr. Just Greg Jr. I love it. I love it. It's a a good manly name and uh, surely you'll follow his father's footsteps as one of the greatest Wolfpack players to ever play the the game. One of the greatest Queensbury players or coaches as well. I'm sure you'll love growing up in that community that we heard all about from Greg. But L, the family experience that really comes through from you telling me that story wasn't a great at the Wolfpack games this year what about the families we met your family in particular you brought your six-month-year-old daughter to a first ever rugby league game this season did I think that would ever happen in Toronto not a chance but she came through she wore the the Canberra Raiders jersey the Maroons jersey you've heard all about it already you've heard all about it already she had a great time down there she's the youngest ever member of the Wolfettes she just loves it now the other families we saw down there one of the first was Steve Wallace Blake's dad Blake's and his fiancée Tash, who came de- all the way from Queensland. Vin Diesel, Diesel with tattoos. Vin Diesel with tattoos. Easy to find there in the crowd. And, I mean, when we approached him, he just couldn't be more excited. We also had Bob Bezik's dad's down Phil, there as yeah. well. In his lovely red Canada Day jersey with Bob's name on the back. What a great experience to watch the games with him. Found out that he gives his son a pound for every try that he scores. QLT's wife and kids, we got a chance to meet at the last few games. I think they came out here for longer than any of the other families. I remember his eldest son was, you know, ball boy for one of the games. Gave me a little Benji Marshall flick pass into the beer oh, garden. You would have loved that. You would have loved oh, that. Oh, mate, I loved it. And then what about Greg's family? Greg's family, they Peter. came out from, you know, Bradford. Peter, Peter and, the, and the, the uncles and the boys. And yeah. oh, they, they had a big crew down there. And uh, yeah, they uh, they kicked on nice and early oh, on the yeah. day we saw him. And geez, just great to see. I mean, what a, what a great family atmosphere it was down there this and, season. And what about some of the other families who were fans? I mean, uh, Martin and Andrea heard their lovely daughter, Maya, who was that fooey, fooey little wolf that she had with all the signatures. Our first little fan we met all season, whether she's a fan of the podcast or not. Well, I think she is. It's fast to mention, but I mean, at the end of the day, she was down there. She got it all signed. and, And I mean, that's when we knew that this team was a real deal. It became a very family experience. And what did we speak about early on when we had this podcast? Rugby league is a family game. Mums love it. Bring your mum down. Bring your mum down. Didn't we see that this season? I saw some mums having the time of their life. Can we get a Mother's Day game next season? I hope so. I'll be pitching that one, mate. (laughs) You better believe it. Beautiful times down there this this season, and uh, it can only get better from here. All right, we welcome everyone to take their seats. Yes, we can see you coming in the doors there. (laughs) Richard Whiting, the fish. Oh, the fish. Coming down. Hope he doesn't drink like a fish tonight. Uh, he's a fish out of water or but a fish out of rum in this case. <laughs> Way to go, my friend. Yes, take your seat. Thank you very much. Good to see you, Rich. Scotty, I'm going to throw it to you for our next award here at the Wolfies. Well, our next award pays tribute to our opponents on the field this year. Our favorite opponent of the season. I'm talking about an individual. 
And I'm going to call this the Magic and Bird Award. You know, that great rivalry, our great rivals of 2017. I like it. I like know. it. The so Magic and Bird Award. The Magic and Bird Award. The first nominee, Carl Forster, the Whitehaven player coach. I'll never forget that first game at the Brazen Head we're watching against Whitehaven. We see the post-match interview with Carl. He's covered in mud. He's given the post-match interview. He's a coach as well. We saw him again when they came back to Toronto, had a beer with him. What a guy. He's our first nominee. Sings a great song walking down the street as well. He sure does. And our <laughs> second nominee, L, is... Jared Samet. Now, the London Broncos player that you got a bit personal with earlier this season. Well, I called him out before our Challenge Cup game against the London Broncos. And I've got to say, he didn't play too well after I called him out. But you know what? They're going to be in our league next season. So he's probably coming to Toronto. I'm going to have to hide. (laughs) (laughs) But we did love you, Jared. So we had a bit of controversy there. I know I called you out, but um, you don't know where we podcast from. So hopefully you will not find me when you come to Toronto next season. Our third nominee, Matty Baharal. Shoulders Baharal. Keithley Cougars halfback. We thought we got enough of him in the first game where he was just nuggeting around the field there. <laughs> He's our favourite little nuggety Chicken halfback. nugget of the year, that man. Although we do have Josh McCrone coming next year, and I've got to say, El, he is another candidate for a nuggety little halfback. Well, I can't wait to hear you say nuggety all next year. <laughs> <laughs> but then in the second game against Keithley, when we had that controversial tie or draw or whatever you want to call it, Matty Baharal, bloody pots over the, the goal to tie the game. He did take it personal. Matty Baharal's Revenge, the name of one of our podcasts this year. Our final nominee, L, for the favourite opponent, your Magic and Bird Award is... When you talk favourites, you talk James Ford, a.k.a. the watch model. The York co- City Knights coach. And they just had a very tough loss in the semi-finals of the, uh, the playoffs. But, uh, mate, have you ever seen a better-looking coach on the sidelines with his headset on than James Ford, a.k.a. the watch model? Absolutely gorgeous, man. <laughs> Getting the job done. And, unfortunately, time wasn't on his side on the weekend. Well, yeah, they lost an extra time. Poor guys. <laughs> Scotty, I'm going to hand you the envelope right now and please read out the winner of the Magic and Bird Award in this year's 2017 Wolfies. And the winner is Matty Baharal from the Keithley Cougars. Shoulders, shoulders you could sit on. Congratulations, Matty. Yes, comeback of the year in terms of uh, getting called out by the Wolf and Around folks here. Absolutely did a great job. Strong player. He took it in good spirits though, but we won't see him next year, El. So he's a player that we'll, you know, we'll keep an eye on and maybe one day we'll end up in the same league as him again. But he was definitely our favourite opponent of the year. So congratulations on your award. Matty Nugget Baharal. <laughs> well, as much as we love to celebrate other teams and part of the whole rugby league community, this next award focused directly on the Toronto Wolfpack. On our team, the boys who did so well this season, they got promoted. There were so many brilliant individual performances this season, L. This award is called the Lone Wolf Award. It's for the best individual performance by a Wolfpack player in a game this season. And our nominees are... Fui Fui Moi Moi for his... Hattrick in the first league game versus the London Scholars. What a performance. I mean, Fui Fui, I think I read, scored 20-odd tries in his career before this. He's played for like 10, 15 years. First game with a Wolfpack in the league, and he scores a hat-trick. What a performance. Front rowers are not meant to score tries like that, <laughs> but this season was about breaking the rules. We've got Liam Kay, who put five tries on the opposition on Canada Day. Against, on Canada Day. Against the York City Knights. Against when, the Watch Models team. When was the last time you saw five tries in a game of rugby league by one player, L? Mate, only time I ever do five tries is when I'm coming home late and trying to get the key in the door. <laughs> <laughs>
pretty sure Alfie Langer never did that for the Broncos <laughs> either. But our third nominee, Captain Courageous, Craig Hall, scored four tries against the Hamilstags. Hey, boys. That's you, boys. Cheers, boys. Yep. Congrats on your uh, performance in the Shield. Got on off the boys. bottom of the ladder. But Craig Hall, kicking goals all season. League One Player of the Year. Four tries. That is nothing to... Uh, What's the saying? Sneeze at. Sneeze at. <laughs> and our last nominee, L, a favourite of ours. A good friend. We can call him that now. These days, I'm pretty sure. It's Blake Wallace. Blake Wallace. Four tries against Workington Town in that second game back in that horrible field in those sheds that you can hardly move in. But he did well. He's just I think he was coming back from injury at that point. We'd just come off the tough loss against York City Knights. Blake showed the way. And he had all that hair slowing him down. Now, not an issue. Well, it doesn't anymore. After Mad Monday. <laughs> Looks like he's in buddy Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> but El, everyone wants to know, who is the inaugural winner of the Lone Wolf Award? I'm excited for this one. You've got the envelope. I'm excited. Over to you. The winner of the 2017 Wolfie for the Lone Wolf Award. Fooey, fooey, moi, moi. Oh, congrats, Fooey. Well you, done, Fooey. Because it's not often that a front rower scores a hat-trick let alone a try in a whole season. How long did it take Jake Emmett to score a try this season? Oh, about eight, nine weeks, correct? Well, I think longer than Maybe that. Maybe longer than you that. You nearly got the nudie you're, run. You're the stats, man. But Fooey, Fooey. Fooey I mean, came in right at the beginning of the first game and got us all electrified for this fantastic game, even when we had that small base crowd. But look at him now. You reckon, Everyone's. You reckon Fooey's going to play this ne- next year, L? Mate, he'll be there. Nothing's going to stop him. I reckon I don't he's going to I don't think I've seen him enjoy his rugby league as much as he has in the last year. Well, that's exactly right. I hope to see him out there next year because I can't wait to see him with our new ta- new signing, Dave Taylor, just smashing over players. Watch out, opponents, in the championship next year. Double freight train. L. L, where are you, mate? Where are you? L. Oh, <laughs> mate. All right, it was down there taking some selfies with the Wolfpack players. What a great experience. Uh, Jaxie. He taught me everything about those angles and light. And, geez, I think I look pretty good in those well, didn't ones you, now. Didn't you get enough photos during the season, mate? Nah, you had mate. 11 home games. You're still enough. getting photos with the players. Still hanging on. And speaking of hanging on, the rugby league, you know what? It might have stopped here in Toronto, but it hasn't stopped around the world. There's a big game coming up. We've got a ton of big games coming up. Melbourne Storm versus the North well, Queensland Cowboys in the NRL Grand Final. Mate, a very exciting game. I think it was the eighth-place team, the last-place team in the finals has made it all the way to the Grand Final, the Cowboys. I think the Storm will probably do it still. But if you want to watch rugby league at the top level, tune into this game. Great outsiders. These are outsider teams, aren't they? Coming well, in, it. just like the Wolfpack. Melbourne's not traditionally rugby league territory, as Toronto was, but they've had a very successful team over a long period of time. Some of the greatest players in rugby league play for the Storm. So check that game out if you can. But L, there's some big games going on in the UK. Firstly, the Super League, where we want to be in two years' time. Oh, we'll be there. The we'll s- be there. The semifinals have started. Let me run you through them. The first semi-final, Castleford Tigers versus St. Helens Saints. Who have you got in that game, mate? Just give us your quick pick. Saints. Saints. Love the Saints. Love the Saints. Picking the upset there. L's picking the upsets. And then Leeds Rhinos versus Hull FC. I think Richard Whiting and uh, Craig Hall used to play for Hull. And uh, Ryan Bailey used to play for Leeds. Who you got in that game, mate? I'm going to have to go with uh, Rhinos because I prefer Rhinos over any other sort of Team, club, animal. <laughs> so you heard it here first, folks. It's going to be a <laughs> St. Helens Saints Leeds Rhino final in Super Leagues. But L, two games with a very special meaning to us. First, in League One, we know the Wolfpack were promoted. But on the weekend, Whitehaven beat York City Knights in a very dramatic game, 21-20. And Barrow defeated uh, Newcastle. Barrow. Barrow defeated. Oh, there we go. The Barrow boys are loving it. Oh, the Barrow <laughs> boys. They've ducked the over for the awards. Yeah. Very nice of them. <laughs> because they are now playing the Cumbria Derby 
Barrow v Whitehaven. Cumbria. The winner will get promoted and join us in the championship next season. L, putting it on the line here. Who do you want to see join us in the championship Mate, next season? It's Barrow versus Mudhaven. It's got to be Mudhaven all day. So you're back in Whitehaven. I'm back in Whitehaven to come through. And uh, I wish them all the best on that one. And you know what? But the big one, this this one coming up, is the Million Pound Game What Scotty. a great name This is for one a game. that you mentioned earlier on this season. Well, this is the opposite way because you've got the teams that have been in the championship playing off with the Super League teams. They play off eight teams and then the fourth and fifth teams have a one-match playoff. The winner stays in the Super League or goes into the Super League and then the loser is in the championship with the Wolfpack next season. And we have two teams that... Uh, well, pretty interesting choices. The Lee Centurions, who the Wolfpack pilfered yeah. quite a few players <laughs> We've from. We've got a bit of a, uh, you know, a tense relationship with Lee, possibly. Well, Paul Rowley. Possibly. Paul Rowley. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Paul Rowley used to coach them. Liam Kay, a number of guys used yep. to play for them. And then they're playing against a team, the Catalan Dragons. God, I hope I pronounced that correctly, from Perpignan in France. Now, L, we're already going to be playing against a team from France next year, Toulouse. What? If Catalan loses, we'll have two teams in France in our league next season. How's your French? And are you looking forward to a trip to France next year? Pourquoi? <laughs> I don't even know if that's... <laughs> what is that? You know how excited I am about this. And we've got two possible... Possibly, if they lose, these Dragons, if they lose, they come down to a league. We could be playing in France twice next year. Well, yeah. Now, Scotty, during the summertime... We were thinking, where would we go? Maybe Blackpool. You know, maybe we can make it over for a game next London year. London Broncos. Pretty sure I'm down to go to France. Well, not only if France. If that's on the table. The south of France, mate. The south of France. Where the chateaus are from, the wineries. Bloody Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> I'm sure he's been there. You're right on the south border in Perpignan near, you know, Barcelona. You can go down and... Mate, oh, well, how cool would that is, be? this is working out. So, I mean, the only, other, only better thing is if we play a team from Ibiza. <laughs> Oh, Shout out, the boys are actually going yeah, there. I heard this a week. rumor some of the boys are going there. But uh, so, L, I take it from your picks, you are picking Lee to defeat Catalans only because you want to take the wife to All France right. next year. I'm putting 50 quid on Lee right now. Okay. I'm well, putting our wolfing around money on that. <laughs> well, everyone, if you want to watch some great rugby league, I've got no idea who's showing the games. Sportsnet World, yeah. someone's streaming it. If not, jump on. If you're missing your rugby league, you couldn't have. What, four or five better games to, to watch right now. And that's right. And two of them have a direct impact on the Wolfpack, but you're also going to see Rugby League at its best in the Super League semis and the NRL Grand Final. Let's all go to France and take <laughs> off our pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, honestly. Now, Scotty, of course, at the Wolfies, the Wolfpack gets the front seat, front row centre. Are they looking good? Fooey in his tuxedo. Blake with his shaved head. What's that about? And the Hawaiian shirt. It's a good look. Oh, he loves it, doesn't he? But I heard there was a few shaved heads on Mad Monday and looking at the crowd here, Johnny Pounder, mate, you had a haircut like you were straight out of East 17 and now you've got your head shaved and then bloody Jake Emmett down there, Turn mate. around, Jake. Turn around. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> straight out of one flew over the cuckoo's nest, mate. What's going on Looks there? Looks like he's had a fight with a lawnmower. <laughs> but, uh, mate, that's what Mad Monday's all about. It's about celebrating. Blowing off a bit of steam. But, yeah. boys, I hope that hair grows back before next season because we get to play a whole new suite of teams in the championship. L, have you checked out some of these places? Where are we going to go next season? I am really looking forward to this. Now, our options were kind of limited a bit earlier this year. Where would you go to see a team play next year? Look, we love the north of England. It's one of our favourite places well, in we the world. we got to get up We there. have a lot of memories there. 
But, but lo- looking at any, any of these team names, mate, anywhere that stands out, anywhere you would like to take... Some of the, some of the team names that are just popping up for next year. Now, listen, Wolfing Around listeners, you're going to love this. We had, some, we had some great team names this year. The Keefley Cougars. The Hamill Stags. The Hamill Stags. The North Wales Crusaders. The Crusaders. Now, this year, we are up against teams like the Rochdale Hornets. Oh, the Hornets. Forget the Charlotte Hornets, but what about the Sheffield Eagles, mate? QLT's old team, Reese Jackson's old team, but you know a team... That you're, I've, you've already it's, picked it's, this name. You know, you know it's me to a team. What you, is, you know, if if Matty Bahara gets traded to these guys, I'm just I'm just in heaven. And who are we referring to here, El? The Batley Bulldogs. Oh, Batley. <laughs> we're Batley. What do you reckon Batley's known for? Is that where they invented the cricket bat? <laughs> <laughs> but El, also the London Broncos will be there. So if you want to go and visit Steve Mascord and Phil Brown down in London now, I know they get out to some Broncos games. But the Featherston Rovers, mate, proud club. But you know where I'm looking forward to going, mate. Is the uh, is to Dewsbury, to Dewsbury. Yeah, well, being you know, Lidbury's my last name. Oh, that's mate. correct. Maybe my family was from Dewsbury originally, <laughs> the Lidbury Rams. But also, mate, <laughs> <laughs> Toulouse, Toulouse Olympique Thirteen. <laughs> yeah, don't don't mock the French accent. Oh, he says. mate, you've been doing it all year. I love it. You're not mocking it. It's just you're just awful at, at saying names from well, other places. Another proud rugby league crowd, and I'm going to say it. And sorry. Proud rugby league town. Yeah. I'm going to say it in the Mick Gledhill accent. Oh, here we go. Halifax. <laughs> Do you want to go to Halifax next season? I'm I'm down for the Halifax. I'm really looking looking forward to uh, saying to the wife, let's go to the south of France to watch oh, a game yeah. of rugby and, league. And hopefully you get to see Toulouse and also it's got to be Catalan in Perpignan. But you don't want to wish them any ill this weekend ahead of their big game. But L, all these new teams, so exciting. And it's so exciting for them because they get to come to Toronto next year. That's right. And Whitehaven or Barrow might get to as well again. So it's all another new teams ahead of us next year. So get excited, folks. Speaking of getting excited, Scotty, we're up to the big one. This, this is, is it. This is it. This is what everyone's here for. I can see the boys' eyes have litten up. It's the Gold Wolfie. It's the biggest award of the night. Calm down, Hamill. Calm down. You're not involved. Oh, Hamill's getting a bit tipsy <laughs> in the back row. Settle down, boys. Sorry, you're not in the mix for this award. But this award, L, this is awarded to the best nickname of a Wolfpack player. But there's only one condition on that award, L. And what is it? We had to give it to him. That's right. <laughs> it's a bit self-indulgent. But we gave out some great nicknames this year, and I'd like to think we contributed to a bit of Wolfpack fandom through some of the things we did. And some of the nicknames we came up with, some weren't so great, some were simple, some were cool. But you know what? They all got yelled out of the game eventually. They did. And let's look at this year's nominees for the Golden Wolfie. Sex on legs. None other than Liam K. Liam K. And that was the first nickname I think we came up with this season after that game in Whitehaven in the mud. Game of Thrones-esque, Vikings-esque, Liam Kay, man bun, covered in mud, scoring tries on the wing. Didn't he make just a huge impression on us? And a fantastic guest here on Wolfing Around. If you haven't le- listened yet, take a listen. And he didn't have to be covered in mud to be a fantastic guest. A really nice guy. I'm sure he's enjoying his time back in the UK. So he is one of our nominees. Our, our second nominee. second L. nominee is one that's close to my heart because it didn't make a lot of sense at the time. <laughs> And what is it, El? Who is it? It's the fish. The fish. <laughs> Richard Whiting. <laughs> One of the most common fish to catch in Australia is a whiting. And still people don't get this nickname. People here. still don't get it. But there was nothing like being there at the game yelling out, Come on, fish! 
And actually, it's at the great. last game of the season, I remember Dave Hardington and I were sitting together in the Western Stand, and I yelled out, "Yeah, the fish!" And he gave us just a little nice wave. He's really taken it well. I remember being on the sidelines of the first game, and you know, we told him why we called him that. And he's always, you know, yep. we've we've heard he's Sir Rich, and you know, and stilts, a lot of other names, but that's a really nice one that stuck around for us. The third nominee is a name you coined, El. Bit of a bit of a uh, bit of a long run this one. Yeah, bit, s- of, bit of long odds on this one. The scoundrel. The scoundrel. Johnny Pownall. I don't think we really use this one as much as don't we should. Don't think have. it really stuck. Pownie boy got thrown up by some people in the Wolfpack, but the scoundrel. I like the scoundrel. Johnny Pownall, the scoundrel. He did really much remind me, except before he shaved his oh, head, Johnny. Oh, oh, I can see uh, Snow. He's nodding along, and yeah. Drake. Yeah. Yep, they're liking that. Yeah, that'd be a good name for. They're one liking of, the rhyme on a that. Drake song, actually, maybe yeah. you know. The Drake, scoundrel. Drake featuring ASAP Fergie or something like that, you know, the scoundrel. But uh, I like the scoundrel. Um, L, our next uh, nominee was... Uh, Bit of a latecomer, this one. Bit of a latecomer. It was an original one, but it came in and it was more apt than I think any of this year. It was Roos Jacks, allergic to clothes. Oh, what a solid nominee. But you know what? When we've had players in here and we've talked to them about their nicknames, most have embraced it. Liam Kay. He said, yes, you can call me Sex on Legs. Um, but Reese, he wasn't so keen on being called allergic to clothes, I don't think, because I remember he said, well, that should really be another one of our nominees. Blake Wallace, actually, he's not a nominee for this award, <laughs> but his nickname is The Mad, but it wasn't given by us, so nah. he doesn't make the list <laughs> doesn't this. count. But You're... another one of our nominees. Oh, he's pissed. He's walking oh, out the door. Sorry, doors. Blake. Oh, sorry, he's, Blake. Oh, he's throwing his, throwing his beer into the oh. crowd. Oh. Sorry, Blake. Oh, well. But what disappointing. about Quinton Lalutagagai? Look, took you all season, but geez, you got better at these pronunciations, and I, I, I commend you on that. This well, was one I came up with one day, and I was pretty proud of this one. I thought I came up with it. I thought it was me. Oh, well, I'll give it to you. Oh, we can share it. Okay, so he's That's normally wolf, known... In the wolf and around spirit. He's normally known as QLT, but what did you call him? QL3. QL3 after his hat-tricks in mid-season. <laughs> so a great nominee, and another one, actually, that we should not forget is uh, the new father, Greg Worthington. A bit, you know, I, this was close to my heart. A man who said he didn't have a lot of nicknames growing up in Queensbury, you know, growing up in Bradford. But we came up with him, one for him. What was it? Just Greg. Just Greg. <laughs> well, I think he came up with it himself, actually. Well, that's it. He was a <laughs> great. We asked if he does he have any nicknames. Great guest. Um, there was a couple Just of others Greg. we came up with as well. I remember you called Jake Bass, uh, Jack Bussy, the the Greyhound. Didn't the, catch on that one. The bus at all. Um, but worth not a mention. A of, not a lot of luck with that one. Any others we want to mention now that we may have come up with during the season? <laughs> uh, barely legal. Oh, barely legal. Quinn Nuate. Quinn Nuate. <laughs> the Quinadian, I think someone else called him. Yeah. Barely legal. That was a bit, uh, a bit yeah. risque. Uh, that's but, it. But um, our core six nominees, Al, before we announce the award. So we've got Sex on Legs, Liam Kay, The Fish, Richard Whiting, The Scoundrel, Johnny Pownall, Allergic to close Reese Jacks, QL3, a.k.a. Quinton Lalu Tagagai, and just Greg, Greg Worthington. L, you have a winner for us. I do. Who is the inaugural winner of the Wolfie Award for 2017? This Drum one, roll, please. This one doesn't come out of an envelope. It comes out of a safe. Let me just add the numbers in. Zero, 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 one. <laughs> the winner is... Sex on legs. Oh, how could you give it to anyone else? <laughs> Liam, get up here and accept yes. the award. Ah, uh, Liam. Oh, he's got. Uh, he's just had dental work done and he can't speak at all. Liam, uh, look, we just want to pass you the mic right now. Ask you, how do you feel about this winning? Oh, Liam, <laughs> mate, uh, but your teeth look great. <laughs> 
Oh, well, shout out to you as well. And uh, look, well, way to go to win the first ever Golden Wolfie Award. Well, it's well deserved. He had a fantastic season, leading try scorer, best nickname. Did he leave anything for anyone else? He should be, you know, is he going to be captain next well, year? You are wearing his boots right now. Well, and don't they look good? <laughs> I, I never thought pink would look good on me. I'm going to call him Salmon for the sake of the award tonight. <laughs> but thank you, everyone, for yes. attending this wonderful evening. It's been absolutely exciting to be with you all year and then to hand out these beautiful awards at the end of it right here in front of the fans of Rugby League. And, and do you think Toronto has embraced the game, Scotty, this year? Well, I think they're embracing the fact that uh, Salmon's giving out some drink tokens right oh, now and uh, a couple of boys in the back there. So get to the bar now before it closes. Janaid's going to be pumping the tunes I think out I the can back. hear Wolfpack on fire in the background as well. Oh, yes. What a great tune. <laughs> so uh, thank you all for attending. What a season. We'll see you next season. I think it's going to start early next year. Is it February? Oh, it better start early. Hey, maybe we've got a few secret surprises along the way as well. Well, what are our plans for the off-season? All will be revealed soon. <laughs> well, Scotty, a great year, mate. Put it there. A fantastic year of Wolfing Around. Who won best uh, host of Wolfing Around, by the way? I wanted to give it to myself, but i got to give it to you. No, I think it's... Uh, You've done such a great job this year with all the information and all the stats. Mate, you too, mate. You... Scott Lidbury, winner of the Wolfing Around Podcast Join partner FM, of the mate. year. You edited every episode. You did a fantastic oh, job. Loving this, room. mate. You had a bloody baby. Oh. Uh, look after a wife, you know, and you you brought them to games. You really lived the experience. You had your jobs on Saturdays, so mate, mate. kudos to you. The award should really go to oh, you. Throw it here, buddy. Fantastic, fantastic great, great season year for Wolfing Around. The first year of the Toronto Wolfpack, and geez, we can't wait to get back in. I'm missing rugby league like crazy already. I'm just <laughs> going to binge watch bloody million pound game this weekend, NRL final, League One playoff, even if someone's just got it on YouTube, and maybe <laughs> even some Super League semis. Stay in touch with your players, stay in touch with your teams, and and push the organisation. And let's let's make sure we're up there next year. And we have eight, five, nine thousand people turning up for day dot. And let's do a... Can we do a little joint sign-off here with a little wolf howl? Ah. One, two, three. Oh, oh.